You're tuning in to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart, supporting you, the healthcare professional, in reclaiming your health and personal power so you can thrive and feel alive. Get ready for a spoonful of inspiring information and insights to lift, soothe, and open your heart, allowing you to heal, restore, and transform your life. Here, we keep it real, raw, and relevant. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Deb Howell. I want you to imagine that you're standing at the foot of your patient's bed. The room is dimly lit and you're getting ready to walk out of the room. Then your patient says to you, can I ask you a question? As this patient is on his back, unable to move his arms and legs, and his neck is broken. He's looking directly at you and asks, what's to become of my life? This exact question was asked of me about eight years ago by my patient who had broken his neck after a motocross accident and was now quadriplegic. I had worked with him for several weeks in the rehab setting and helping him to learn basic movements that we take for granted, like how to roll in bed, sit up, get out of bed, and ultimately stand and begin walking. And this man was athletic. He was in the prime of his life, completely independent, and now completely dependent on others to move him, do everything for him. This question, what's to become of my life, has stayed with me and reminds me all the time to pay attention to what I'm doing, pay attention to the people I'm serving because we all affect each other. And as a healthcare provider, one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is what's to become of your life? You know, as a doctor, they teach you how to fix everything, right? Heal everything. Except yourself. And you know as well as I do that deep down inside, there's this nagging 
question. There, there's a sense, right? There's, there's something that you're seeking to fulfill. And having been in healthcare for over two decades, it really has been an honor to be there to help people get back on their feet after traumatic and life-altering situations. I'm so grateful for these opportunities because as we are teachers, we are also students and being open to learning from our patients is so critical to keeping things fresh and current and relevant because you know assuming things even if we're taught something in school right every person is different people have different personalities they've had different experiences and what their interests and goals are to help them engage in their own process is critical to their success. And as a provider of health and caring for your patient, it's important to understand what matters to our patients. And part of this is because you recognize the importance of what's mattering to you. And overall, these experiences that I've had in healthcare have taught me the importance of inspired and heart-centered service. And I think part of that is because inspiration is a force. Inspiration is a, a source of energy. It, it's, a, it's a source of enthusiasm and, and um, creativity and excitement that helps cultivate motivation and, and helps create an environment where people want to do more. They, they want to feel good. And there's this natural thing going on. And this sets up, honestly, working in this inspired way, sets up for a win-win. Where you see the patient have the success and are able to take those steps and rise and um, share right and and be vulnerable and be courageous and you can challenge them right and both of this you know both you and the patient it starts to feed on you start to feed on each other and it's a beautiful relationship in any aspect of healthcare when we're really engaged in this process of caring for another person and it does so come back to your own caring for yourself because if you're tired if you're bored you know you just want to get this over with 
it's going to reflect in how you show up for others. And from my service in the military, as well as in healthcare, I definitely recognize that we require a level of preparedness and readiness because we're in the, trench, in the trenches. We're facing these life and death decisions and many unpredictable situations during, during our course of care. And showing up, being present, listening empathically, and tuning in is so important in actually caring, right? The true aspect of health care. You know, I'm, I want to, I talk to you about this because the research that I've been looking at to support why is it important to care for yourself as a healthcare provider is that um, the research says that like I have an, um, one of the journals of occupational and environmental medicine says the, the health and safety of patients is linked to the health and safety of those who care for them. That's actually, you know, more and more research is starting to show that. And you and I both know that there have been many changes affecting healthcare practice, and healthcare professionals have had to make many adjustments to navigate these changes in our system. And I personally feel as though we're in a war zone, right? Battling with a system and policy changes that can compromise personal health and integrity as well as patient safety and well-being. And basically, it puts all of our lives and livelihoods on the line. So the attention to the health and readiness of those of us in healthcare is essential for the quality, for the effectiveness, and the long-term value of healthcare delivery. And uh, the transition of, um, from paper to electronic medical records really has us spending way more time in front of a computer and less quality time with our patients. You know, it, it's tough. It's just one of those things that is here and we got to figure out a way to, to work with it and, and not have it be the thing that takes priority over actual caring and showing that we care for our patient, you know? And there's so much pressure and unreasonable expectations and demands as well alongside this electronic medical records that's being placed on healthcare professionals to do more with less. Less support, less time, and less compensation. And granted, you know, we, we, there's still a lot of attention and, and conversation to focus on improving patient-centered care and cost-effective care. Yet, 
there's really less concern about the welfare or the well-being of those who directly deliver the actual care. And this issue should matter to everyone. Because every one of us will encounter some aspect of healthcare at some point in time, whether for ourselves or for a loved one. Healthcare, um, you know, when it comes to the extent of the practitioner and burnout, it's, it's, there's silence around that. It's really not acceptable to have your doctor say, I'm not happy. I'm exhausted. I really don't feel like seeing you today, you being a patient, right? We have to keep those things to ourselves. And and what if you, you heard your surgeon talking this way or your nurse who's providing your medications expressing themselves in this way? I mean, how does that make someone feel right and we and we hear about people you know operating on the wrong leg or administering the wrong drug and all of this as I'm referencing research is linking self-care to patient safety and medical errors we're only human and errors are dangerous to both the practitioner and the patients that we are caring for. And the complexity of healthcare, it's getting more and more complex. And you see that physicians and nurses and therapists, healthcare providers, in general can be pushed to mental and physical extremes and another research shows um, from the National Academy of Medicine perspectives journal right they said that more than half of US physicians are experiencing symptoms of burnout and nurses have similar rates of burnout and depression now this is a cause for concern because that affects quality, safety, and performance. And that means that it affects all of us. And even a more deeply disturbing problem is the estimated physician suicides, right? I mean this is devastating and the question what's to become of my life which is the question posed by my patient is really a question that doctors are asking nurses are asking therapists are asking we are human too and our health and well-being needs 
immediate attention. You know, it's time for us to pause and recognize the crisis that we're facing. Our current practices are not sustainable and it's not enjoyable to the degree that it can be. And as I previously stated, you know, it's as if we're working in a war zone and healthcare providers are becoming the casualties of war, lacking the proper self-defense, the readiness, you know, lacking unity, the collaboration, and support from the healthcare system that we are serving. And I care to really speak up on this issue because it's important for each of us to make self-care a priority. As we take better care of ourselves, we are better able to care for our patients. We have great extensive medical training and skills, but that is not sufficient. We're providing more than just a physical act of service. We are a source of hope and possibility for our patients and their families. You know, and, and when I think about my patient, you know, his accident radically changed his life. And he looked to me for direction and hope with the question. And, you know, you may hear this question from your patient. And yet, the healthcare provider, you, the physician, you, the nurse, you, the therapist, right, can and do ask the same question. And we know that life can change in an instant. So, you know, so, so think about it. I, I want you to think about your own health, the things that are working for you, things that are not working for you. And as you're in practice, you know, you are only human. You get emotionally invested. You are up close helping people whose lives may have drastically changed after a significant health crisis or a loss or, or some um, traumatic accident. And in many situations, you may be the one introducing people to a new reality. And people want to feel cared for and hopeful. And it's really hard to inspire someone and offer hope while struggling yourself to keep afloat. You know? And it's real. The exhaustion, the demands, the pressures on healthcare providers. They're not only real, but they're costly. And we're bringing our work home. This is affecting quality time, you know, spending with our family, affecting our sleep. And we may feel that we just don't even have any time for ourselves. And and people in healthcare, doctors and nurses, you know, some of the most smartest 
and most caring people around. Yet the pressures and exhaustion, losing heart, and sadly, those who are taking their lives, is really something that we have to take a look at. I know we can do better. And we can create a healthcare delivery system that's going to work for everyone involved. But we have to first look at our own personal journey and make that decision to take our power back. So let me ask you, right? Are you ready and willing to take your power back? To stand up for yourself? To reflect on your values? What's a priority for you? What do you believe? You know, and I am no stranger to self-care struggles. And it took me a while, you know, to come to this understanding and realization about how to better take care of myself. Because at one point in time, I got very, very sick. And... I didn't think I was going to be able to practice anymore. And thank goodness I was able to learn things and to slowly regain my health and stamina to get back into practice and to continue loving what I do. But I needed to make a decision to take my power back and I needed to take a look at how I was going about my day what perspective did I have and how did I feel when I got home how did I feel about who I was right did I make a difference my conscience right you're bringing yourself to work you're bringing your conscience and your heart to work this is something of an intangible nature that money cannot buy. And it's part of our self-care and self-reflection. And so I bring up these discussions, and, and you know, they're, they're deep discussions. But they're worth having. And I'm committed to supporting healthcare professionals who desire to live life inspired with greater joy and vitality and emotional capacity and resilience in their daily life. That you can bring your best self to work and enjoy what you're doing. And I believe that when we can cultivate this kind of feeling and energy and go to work with our heart open to care for our patients as we care for ourselves, this sets up for a beautiful experience. This you have a choice and a voice. And together we can help raise awareness and raise a level of appreciation and understanding 
for what we are truly dealing with and what resources we need to support our ability to sustain and enjoy our practice. So, wow, that was a that felt kind of deep in this conversation. So, but you know, it's worthwhile. And I care about you and the decision to work in healthcare is not to be taken lightly. And so I'm here to support you. And it's an honor, really, to to share this space with those who choose to be in this really noble profession. Because people are looking to you to trust you, to know that you are looking out for their best interest and your sincerity and integrity matters. So thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again where we're going to have these real and raw and relevant conversations. So check out my blog at doseofdebra.com and you can find me on Instagram at doseofdebra or on Facebook at Dr. Deb Howell. Take care and be good to you. Alrighty. Talk to you later. <laughs>